And welcome, 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 Rad Talk Nation, to another wonderful episode of Rad Talk. We've got some special things going on here today. I'm Dennis. That's Gage. We've got a special guest. We'd like to introduce Malone Healthcare, being Chris and Jana. Hey, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast. Um, we're excited to have you. And so we're having them on um, just to go over some transparency. Uh, I was, I've been a traveler for quite some time and I've gotten a lot of different information from different recruiting companies, some misinformation, some correct information. And so uh, we're having the opportunity to have Malone Healthcare on to kind of go over uh, hopefully full transparency and all the correct things that we, so we can put out some good information and teach people the right things. And uh, Chris and Jana have graced us with their presence um, to go over those things. And so we kind of just want to give the floor to them and allow them to go over, you know, um, who is Malone Healthcare and and um, why are they coming on, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Thanks go for ahead. having us on. Um, so uh, just a little bit of background about Malone Healthcare was it was founded in 1969 by Joe Malone. So, um, and it was originally founded as a kind of, I guess you say corporate and industrial staffing. So in fact, it's I think uh, 14th largest in the, in the nation on that end of things. And then in 2018, they spun off a dedicated uh, healthcare division. So and that's what we're part of. And so they're actually the parent company is, or the main division is headquartered in Louisville, Kentucky, and we are in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, gotcha. Like so many, like so many agencies actually, you know. Yeah. And you know, that, that was something that I was curious about. You know, I've seen so many agencies in, in Omaha, Nebraska, and I'm not sure the specifics of the business schematics of why that is, but, um, that's actually a great yeah. question. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I've heard slightly different things, but I do know one of the sort of major, uh, agencies back in the seventies, I think it was started here in Omaha. And so I've heard that basically what happened is you had like a trained workforce, essentially. And then you had all these other companies, you know, mm -hmm. sort of branch off. Because you had, yeah, branch off. But also, you know, the other thing is, I mean, there's actually a lot of headquarters, like, you know, um, Gallup is here, PayPal is here. So um, I don't know mm -hmm. if it's yeah. you know, the accent thing or, you know, yeah. whatever. But I think it was sort of the, my sense is that it was uh, it had a lot to do with the sort of the, they they started this major company started here and that kind of spun everything off here because they had a trained you know trained workforce that they could hire all that stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean that makes sense for sure. Yeah, I, I think that's interesting that you know one one person or one company does it and then if it looks good, others will follow. Yes. So, oh yeah. And then and I'm sure there's some good business other reasons financially as well or, or whatever that being. Um, but yeah. I, I chuckled at the rumor that it's because the accents are very plain and uh, it's it's kind of a universal accent and uh, the weather's not so great. So there's a lot of things they can talk about that's exciting, you know, outside of Omaha, I guess. <laughs> but uh, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot. It's, it's kind of a, like a, a a recruiting recruiting town anywhere you go there's another cool building with a bunch of recruiters in there but uh interesting it's kind of, that's kind of funny because i bet you like you go out somewhere you're like oh what do you guys do for a living and they're like oh we're recruiters and they're like oh we're recruiters <laughs> and like, you know, or some sort of you know a part of the recruiting i don't know uh, if yeah that's 
you know, like you guys are you know, similarities, a bunch of different people doing the same thing um, yeah. for different places. And so that's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, I was actually, we had gone out, I had gone out with my old boss uh, to get some pizza and then, you know, we overheard like the people sitting next to us and they're like, oh, you guys are recruiters too? Or what agency are you with? You know, it was sort of like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. What's cool about that, like, I know, iron sharpens iron too, hopefully, like, you know, you guys are working to be better and, and out out do the next person. And so you're just making each other better, essentially, probably. Um, but yeah, okay. So what, um, I guess, what is uh, Malone's kind of like vision? What kind of separates Malone from, uh, uh, you know, another- From the other companies yeah, in other Omaha, company. Nebraska. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I, absolutely. Um, I, you know, Malone is, we like to say we're small but mighty. Um, and so we're kind of a hybrid company. Like we do have this large entity that, that is, you know, where, where we stem from. In the healthcare industry, we definitely operate on our own. So we have the backing of a, a really large corporate company, but all the benefits of that that we can provide to our travelers on a smaller uh, company feel. Um, which makes us accessible to our travelers. Uh, we essentially run smaller desks as recruiters, which meaning we don't have you know 40 and 50 travelers that we're working with. We keep that at a very manageable number. Um, that way, you know anything that comes up, if, if travelers have payroll issues, you call us. You know you don't have we don't we're not going to shuffle you to a payroll department that you have to put in a ticket and, and wait and talk to somebody you don't know. Um, same with uh, benefits. Um, any questions that you have if we don't know the answer if I, I i work remotely but if i were in the office i could wheel my chair over to to, to chris and be like hey man what do you think about this you know so we're it's a it's a it's, a, it's accessibility i couldn't get that word out today um to us and to the information and to the right information which is why we're here today to be very transparent and right. and make sure our travelers are very knowledgeable um and in turn in in their own power to to make good decisions where you want to go and who you want to be yeah yeah. And, and that's, and I'll tell you, that's important. I've worked with small companies, big companies and, and having that, um, being able to reach your recruiter when you need something that you feel is important. I know uh, some, some travelers, we kind of just reach out a little too much sometimes, but, um, but if I need to, if I feel like oh, I need to get to you and I can get to you and you can help solve my issue or help me problem solve, whatever that is, um, I feel important. Um, and, and I think that that shows a lot. Um, yeah. that you care, that you care, that the company cares, um, mm -hmm. that goes so and that goes a long way. So Dennis, you've been traveling for about six years and you just said that you work with both stores of size of the, the large companies and the smaller companies. So what's your mm -hmm. experience been as far as the differences between those two? Uh, I, you know, I think that the larger companies, um, and I, I don't know. And I think it all boils down to the recruiter as well, because you can't just put it on the companies because yeah. it always depends on the individual, the individual that you're working with. I've worked with individuals that um, I felt like I, I ended up, I remember requesting, and this is kind of a one that kind of frustrated me. And I was telling Gage this, I worked with a, a recruiter that I was negotiating a callback. Cause I knew that I was going to a facility where I was going to work. It was just a, like the guy who was working before me there was work. He worked 40 days straight wow. uh, on. So he was on call. If he wasn't working at the hospital, he was on call. And so it was just a rotating. So I was like, okay, I know I'm going to come there and alleviate some of this call. So, you know, my call rate would be really important. Um, and so I remember they, they sent me like a number and I ended up saying, well, 
like I doubled it right off the bat and they were like, yeah, that's fine. And so I was like, and then I got there and I found out like he was making like triple. And so I was oh, like, wow. and so I'm like, this guy, like, is he getting a cut of this? <laughs> See, like if he gets me less, <laughs> so, like, you know, does, does he get more like kudos to him? Like he negotiated me very well. Um, and so I, there's that. And then I think working with bigger companies, sometimes you can get, I feel like you can get lost. And like Jana said, where, mm -hmm. Um, I become a number and maybe they're like, you know, I don't work after 5 p.m. You can't get in touch with me and, or, or they don't give out, a, you know, I think a lot of them are giving out cell phone numbers now, but some mm -hmm. of them don't have a you know a company's cell phone number to, to talk to you or, or, you know, shoot me an email, I'll get to it on Monday. And you're just like, what? like I work, yeah. you know, I've got a problem on Saturday and that's part of my working or, you know, whatever it is. And, and, um, and so having the, the smaller int intimacy with, with the company or the, with the person to say, Hey, I want to know this or what's going on with this, or, um, especially in the, when you're in that beginning process, which, which we're going to, you know, touch, we're going to go in depth of the whole process. And so, um, mm -hmm. you're getting started and you're, you know, you're trying to get a job and, and I'm, you know, what's, have you heard anything, you know, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. so I think that having that small, even if they're a big company, having that small feel um, is, 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 is very important to me, at least to me. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's actually, you know, I was going to, because that seems to sort of jive with my, my experience of things is like you have the bigger companies and, you know, there are pros and cons with working with these large companies. You kind mm -hmm. of, I think you touched on that. It's like, there is, they're running much larger desks. You don't have that personal relationship with the recruiter, right? Um, yeah. And there, you know, there are benefits to, and it all depends on the traveler, right? It's no one mm -hmm. size fits all stuff. So it's just like a different business model, right? It's that's their right. model, and they run huge numbers, but you know, they're also added, you know, I guess benefits to that too because you have that sort of really large um, back backing from these big companies that some of them are actually, you know, even. They play both sides of the fence. They're also vendors, right? and we can right. talk about yeah. the difference between an agency and a vendor. But then you kind of lose out that sort of personal relationship, like you said. But with mm -hmm. the smaller companies, you also, you know, they don't might they might not have the resources that the large larger companies mm -hmm. have. So they're these sort of independent outfits. You get a very personal relationship with your recruiter, ideally, and but they don't have their resources. So. That's why, mm -hmm. and Jana said it, put it really well, is that we're like a, we're a hybrid company where we have that sort of backing, right? It's not mm -hmm. this sort of corp. And when we say, you know, it's a corporate backing, it, it is a family-owned business, right? So it's like, you know, Joe mm -hmm. Malone's yeah. sons own the business. It's Tim and Terry. You know, I've met them. And so it's, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of cool because, but you have that, but then you also have this sort of smaller feel. So you get kind of the benefits of both, uh, I think. Well, and, and I like, and I, and you, I like that you touched on that because that's, that's true. And that's why I've always like said, if you're going to work with, work with several companies was always my mantra because, mm -hmm. um, some companies were really small and like, oh, they could pay me a little bit more. And so I would go with them mm -hmm. if I could, but the bigger companies might have more uh, direct contracts with certain hospitals that only work with this particular place. Yeah. And so you, you might never know about that particular was like direct contract because yeah. they only work with one. And so you always, my mantra would say, work with as many as you can, as many as you can deal with, because, <laughs> right. yeah. because it's overwhelming as the, you know, you're getting a million phone calls and, you know, stuff like that. Sometimes yeah. uh, your yeah. sanity is important too. 
that um, when I first talk to, especially first time travelers, I tell them the exact same thing. I'm like, you know, I want to work with you, but here's mm -hmm. the thing. It's, you need to look out for yourself and you got to look, you got to work with, you know, a good handful of, and especially find recruiters that you're in companies that you're comfortable with, you know, that sort mm -hmm. of jive with your way of looking at things. Right. Yeah. I think that's super important. Um, yeah. I think I had one question when Dennis first mentioned you guys and I did basic research and I saw that your main, your parent company or whatever you call it is, you said industrial. So they're not yeah. in the, they're not in medicine. Yeah, what was right. the, I guess the thought process or the driving factor behind wanting to then split off and create a, uh, you know, healthcare related company? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I, they, they'd all been doing that, but it was sort of a dedicated division, right? It's like, okay, we're going to just focus, mm -hmm. we're going to have a division that just focused on this. But it's also mm -hmm. the case that they had relationships with, since they're headquartered in Kentucky, they had relationships with a lot of Kentucky hospitals, right? Because they had, yeah. they, they had that footprint in, in Louisville, Kentucky, and specifically. And so we still have some great relationships with sort of, well, hospitals in Kentucky. And I think it sort of spun off from there where it was sort of, you know, built up and they're like, okay, now we're just kind of a focused division. On yeah. it. So as opposed mm -hmm. to just having, you know, doing it sort of on a pickup or whatever. You want. So it was yeah. kind of like the, the next progression. Just yeah. Just a natural progression made sense. We're mm -hmm. like, like uh, Chris said, doing it anyway. So let's, let's do it what really well and, and, and dedicate a whole, you know, branch to this um, yeah. type of deal. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, uh, you know, there was a lot of companies that spread up over, uh, during COVID, it wasn't one of those. Mm -hmm. Like this is pre-COVID, so yeah, because you know, yeah. it just seemed like this just tremendous explosion of different agencies, overseas agencies now too. You know, yeah, I've seen yeah. a lot of those. Um, mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. With in fact, on our previous podcast, you guys were talking about sort of the rate changes and how it fluctuates, and you know, the COVID mm -hmm. rate is insane. Yeah, um, and yeah. so there was all these companies. It'll be very interesting to see. They stick around. They stick around. And I mean, yeah. Den I mean, yeah. this is kind of an aside, but Dennis sent me some rates. I forgot. I think they were Illinois, and he was complaining about them. But to me, they were still. I was like, these are incredibly <laughs> high. So I think the we've and I, I don't know if you guys listened to, it, but we've talked about this before, where the the COVID travelers are used yeah. to those inflated rates, and now that they're coming back oh, down yeah. a little bit, they're getting angry. Oh, uh, Dennis, Dennis did it pre-COVID, but he's. Right. I think he was yeah. even a little spoiled by the COVID rates. For sure. I still think as an outsider, I know nothing about travel except what Dennis tells me or has told me. Those rates are still, I mean, knowing what I make as a physician and seeing what those rates are, they're still incredibly high. So yeah. I would, if I were yeah. a traveler, I would not be discouraged by some of those rates that I've seen. Yeah. 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 It, it's hard. It's, it's sticker shock in the reverse, right? So if you, if you came in and you jumped in and you saw, you know, during COVID that you can make these, you know, life changing, yeah. you know, wages. And right. now it's, it's a little more, you know, normalized or respectable. It's, it's, it's hard to adjust to that because you have mm -hmm. this, you know, this, this lifestyle that you've kind of become accustomed to where you can, you know, afford yeah. so much more beyond your, your previous means. But uh, it's a conversation that we have with, with travelers. Um, some of them are, are still looking for those really super high marks and, mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of what Chris hinted on it a second ago, we, we tell them you got to branch out, you know, there's, there's companies that are going to have those, those mm -hmm. are what we call unicorn jobs. Mm -hmm. um, you mm -hmm. can put all your eggs into that basket, but you might be there a minute, you know, looking for that one because everybody yeah. else is looking yeah. for those as well. Right. Um, but I also um, think it's yeah. important. Uh, I don't know if you guys keep up with, you know, Medicare reimbursement, but to keep things in like a big mm -hmm. picture, 
ultrasound or traveling is not the only thing that's being slashed. Dr. CMS is paying less for, you know, reimbursement, like radiology reimbursement got cut by 3% for next year. So it's not just yeah. the travelers, everything in med in healthcare is, they just don't want to pay as much for whatever reason. So okay. yeah. do you, do you guys have any as sort of insiders on that? Have any insights as far as why you think, why you think that is or speculation or even? Uh, I don't, as far as the only thing I've noticed, they're switching to a, um, like a primary care based model. So, mm -hmm. I, so like radiology went down, anesthesia went down, IR, all the subspecialties went down, but they, they upped like IM and family practice. So I don't know if they're trying to finally switch to like push preventative medicine and more just like general, cause those guys are way underpaid. But mm. other than that, I don't know in terms of yeah. why they're doing it. That would be the only thing that would make sense is to push people back to the family care and internal medicine and, and try to take money away from – if you take money from people from making so much money in radiology, maybe they'll do preventative stuff like you said and go see their family medicine doctor and kind of go that way. More cl yeah. clinical side instead of just uh, yeah. have this test done. Yeah. Well, and just pushing dollars around. I mean, you know, they, they have so many things that they reimburse for, just making sure that they can reimburse for whatever. But it always feels lopsided, right? No matter what, what field you're in, you're like, where'd my money go? Where's my reimbursements? Yeah. But uh, but you're right, you know, Gage. I, I come from the radiology side and, and outpatient management uh, for years. Um, and I think uh, when I got out of it about a year and a half, two years ago, uh, for example, my, my direct background is ultrasound. Uh, it went to from uh, probably about 110 reimbursement for an ultrasound down to about 75, you know, and I mean, that almost doesn't pay for the for the tech and the equipment. And, you know, it's it's tight, you know, yeah. it's tough. starting to break even. But it, yeah. I think there was a was it there was like an aside story I read in this this book once and it was like this guy um, was like the, all these kids were like making fun of him and making fun of him and making fun of him. And he was like, okay. And he was like, I don't know. He was like, tell him to stop, tell him to stop. And uh, they wouldn't stop. And so he's like, you know what I'm going to do? He said, I'm going to, he, he goes up to me, he says, I'm going to pay you 10 cents a day to continue to like, just to make fun of me. And they're like, oh, this is great. And so, um, or no, 25 cents, whatever it was. And, he, and so they start paying. And so the more people start, more kids start coming and they're like, we're getting paid to do this. They tell their friends. And so they more show up. And so the more show up, he has a sit down talk. He says, all right, guys, like I can't afford to pay you all a quarter a day. So I'm going to drop it down to a nickel. Um, that's all I can afford right now. And everybody quit. <laughs> so <laughs> so this, the, <laughs> the story is, is like, you know, if you if you continue to pay somebody to do the same, you know, at first it was they were doing it because they were getting, you know, the satisfaction of each other. They're like, yeah, look at this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then. They uh, it became a job, mm -hmm. and once the money of the job decreased. No one wanted to do it anymore, and yeah. so it was like like a life lesson there. Um, that last part is where we're headed right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what and that's yeah that's and that's I think what happened with different things. Yeah, and that's it's not just money. I mean, we're getting a little off, but it's not just yeah. money. You know, nurses yeah. nurses are talking about how the patients are disrespecting them. Their mm -hmm. patient census is way too high on top of losing money. So, like, why would you want to? I forget. There's a number, but there's going to be just a mass exodus of nurses by like 2027 or something. They're just we're not going to replace them at the rate that they're leaving. Mm -hmm. And it's I saw started. that um, one article put out for radiology specifically. There's over 50 percent of radiologists are 55 or older. 
So they're getting oh. close to calling it a day. And when they do, we're not replacing them at that rate. So we're already short. And then you're going to take half of the workforce in 10 or 15 years and they're going to be gone. So yeah. this is why the talks of AI are so high is because they're going to have to help replace because we just don't have people anymore. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Um, I think the last, you know, three years of the, the pandemic just really accelerated and highlighted the issue that was well on its way. Um, but it, it catapulted us, you know, probably a decade ahead of the, the natural uh, schedule of that exodus for sure. But um, yeah, it's yeah. wild. Okay, so let's get back on track here. Yeah, um, sure. yeah. <laughs> so, I, so is there anything else you'd like to tell us about um, Malone and, and any specifics or maybe about yourselves. I know Jana kind of touched on her background of, of management and sonography. Um, Chris, we're not, I don't know if you want to touch a little bit on, on your background. Um, and then before yeah. we add, go to the next progression as we continue to progress. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> so actually my background is not in the medical field, but uh, I actually taught at the university level at the local university of great for about and then uh, do PhD work in St. Louis. So okay. um, yeah, so you know the educational. I've actually found all those skills and experiences as an educator have really transferred over as a recruiter for me anyway because I'm yeah. really big on the sort of well, this is part of the point of the podcast, right? It's like I'm big on the educational aspect of things and getting people informed so that you know they know. Okay, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? Uh, all that sort of stuff, and also the transparency that comes with that. That's cool. So that's that's, been, a, that's huge for me. That is really big. So you know. Yeah. Yes. That's what we want to hear. That's 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 yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. cool. mm -hmm. uh, is there anything else? I don't know if you wanted to touch on anything, Jana. Our next our next step of the process. Yeah. Um, yeah, for going, sure. Go ahead. Well, just real quick, I can just piggyback why I transitioned. I, you know, I was in radiology for over 15 years. I, I don't uh, count beyond that. <laughs> um, it's higher <laughs> number. But uh, I transitioned. I, you know, I saw so many technologists specifically, which is who I worked with and managed. They just get burnt out and you don't love your job anymore. But you still want it. You're still dedicated to healthcare and serving others. But you, you just can't sustain, you know, this disdain for your job. So um, I found myself. Gosh, I, you know, we would have uh, uh, overnight CT techs run in the ER. They'd call out, you know, for whatever reasons. I'd call yeah. 45, 50 other techs, and it was always a no. So it was just, you know, very defeating. But uh, my, my goal and my passion is always transparency. I want folks to have the knowledge to, to kind of choose their path and enjoy their career, but to love what you do again and, and, and still continue to healthcare and, and to serve others. Um, and this is uh, my. My partner's also a travel nurse, so I'm kind of living the life um, already. Um, so a little bit of insight. So I was like, "What, what better, you know, path for me? It just feels good to to help connect folks with with joy in their careers and uh, get a little travel and experience out of it." That's 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 awesome that that you guys have that that setup. That's so cool. Yeah, right. It's fun. <laughs> so well, you know, it's like you're yeah. I mean, you got the the gigs there, and then she's got the the. The, she can take the job and just man it's just a, the left yeah. and the right arm it's like working cohesively you know yeah right um, that's so you cool throwing the dogs and it's you know oh there you go it's, it's the dream <laughs> um yeah okay so let's go into kind of navigating um that process um mm -hmm. is, is uh from from we'll go to clear the beginning and then uh 
kind of work our way through and, and feel, you know, Chris, Jana, feel free to, to jump in back and forth. You know, if I'm, a, I'll just kind of give you like a generalization. If I'm a traveler and I decide to either, you know, I see you guys have posted a job on social media or I see that uh, on your website and I can, can I apply on your website or, or do I reach out, you know, how, how does that process look, I guess? Yeah, there's so many channels. Uh, the, the biggest thing is just to kind of get your name out there. Yes, your phone's going to blow up. Yes, recruiters are going to call you. That's, you know, but that's kind of a natural starting point. Um, unless you know somebody that's already doing it and they can refer a good solid recruiter and, and you know, that type of thing. But besides from that, there's so many, you know, sites um, that you can go to and just kind of plug your name in and say, hey, I'm interested. And that's kind of how you get started. And a lot of times you need to do that to, to see the jobs and, and, you know, just kind of create a rapport. But yeah. um, essentially, we we get a lot of leads through just some general databases, folks that have uh, expressed interest from one avenue or another. And mm -hmm. uh, we just reach out and just kind of walk them through that process and hopefully get a hold of them and provide them really good information. Um, and then, you know, it's just initially about getting your name out there. Um, and first and foremost, I, can, I can't stress enough, just have a resume ready to rock. You know, just something that can just say, hey, this is me, what do you think, you know? Do I have enough experience? And just to have those initial questions and um, getting connected with recruiting agencies that that you know that makes sense to you that can that speak your same language. Okay. So for Malone specifically, I know you said you use some general databases, but for you guys specifically, mm -hmm. what are like if someone if Dennis knows, hey, I want to work for Malone, just he for whatever reason he just knows this. How would they specifically? Do you have like a website or Facebook, or how would they specifically get a hold of you guys? Yeah, absolutely. We do have a website. Um, in fact, uh, Chris highlighted my, my favorite tag off of that website. It says peace, love, and staffing. That's my <laughs> my, my favorite thing about it. Yeah, 1969 is when we, when we were started. Um, but yeah, you can apply um, on the website. Um, our website is uh, currently uh, being reconstructed to have all the jobs loaded on it. So it's really growing and, and improving. Um, so right now, you can go on there and see some jobs. Um, not all of them there, but they're coming. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what travelers like to see, just easy access, mm -hmm. um, instant gratification, right? Um, yeah. But uh, so you can apply that way. And you can also just, you know, express interest. But uh, Chris, yeah. what are some other uh, maybe avenues that, that you've recognized? How do you well, get travelers? One, one thing I was going to say, especially if you're a first time traveler, you know, one thing to be aware of is that, that term application you're actually applying to have a recruiter reach out to you just so you know right um it's not you're not actually applying for the job you're showing interest in the job where a recruiter is going to actually reach out to you and you know they're going to have a conversation with you see if you're qualified and all that stuff then they'll gather the information from you they'll have to sort of you know work up a job profile for you so that you know i've seen it for example one of the sort of main sources is vivian right uh you, you might be a well, Dennis will be aware of that, Vivian, right? So where mm -hmm. all these different agencies will sort of post jobs. <clears throat> and then you can, I think it, you know, on the sort of, Dennis, correct me if I'm wrong, but on the sort of the traveler side, it says something, apply for this job. And you're you're actually not applying for the job. You're just, you're, yeah. you're reaching yeah. out and saying, hey, I'm interested in the job. So sometimes new travelers aren't aware of that, right? That there's yeah, and actually, yeah. Okay. okay. No, I say I love that you brought that point up because I totally like that's something I've totally forgot that bothered me. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, yes, I apply for this job. And then there, you get like 10, you know, a couple com- or whatever companies calling you and be like, we saw you were interested in this job. And you're like, yeah, I hit apply to that job. And, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that's great. I didn't mean to cut you out. That was a, that's a great Oh, no, point. no. Yeah. Because I see, I've come across that. And that's also the case that, uh, you know, I've seen, especially for Vivian, you know, people will like, quote unquote, apply to bunches of jobs. And then they, you know, reach out to them and they're like, well, what, what is this about? Like, you know, they're not exactly mm-hmm. sure because they did all these jobs and they just don't realize. So there's a process there. So really mm-hmm. that application process, even through the websites, it is basically you're saying, please reach out to me about this job. It's a specific job. Then the recruiter has a conversation with you. And then you sort of get gather their information. And like Janet said, you know, the resume. Uh, so we, you know, some places, I know some uh, agencies do have an application process where you actually have to go on their website and actually fill out all these forms, right? But the way we do it is slightly differently. It's a little easier, I, I think. But you know, you just get your resume, you get your certifications, your licenses, um, and you know, we sort of you fill out a skills checklist. That's another big thing with travel. I don't know uh, that you probably get used to. It's really can be a little annoying, but you know. Um, but it's basically where you fill out a checklist where you self-assess your skills, your skill set. Uh, and you know how often you do it and so we right. sort of gather that and, and as well as uh, references you know we get the mm-hmm. names of references we reach out to them um, and you know once you compile that profile then we're ready to submit you for an actual job it's only after we've got that profile together that we can actually do anything because we literally cannot do anything with, without that profile right uh-huh. So, and so, okay. So, as a traveler, I've I've reached out to you guys, and so you're, you're or I've reached out to people, and you guys reached out to me. I'm like, okay, yeah. so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make up a profile. The profile is gonna consist of my references, my resume, um, it, and it's credentials, yeah. Yeah. skills yeah. checklist. Yeah, yeah credentials, yeah. skills checklist. Um, is there is there something that you've noticed that um, like is it better if I come with a resume? Do you guys then like if I put my resume on there, do you guys like spruce it up? Do oh yeah, guys- yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get all kinds of resumes. Um, so yeah. yes, we're gonna spruce it up. Uh, we want to make sure that we put your best foot forward um, and highlight all of your your hard work that you've done and all the best things about why they should hire you. So make it, uh, yeah, just a really uh, attractive uh, resume. Um, format's really important just to make it clean and clear. Um, we've done a little research and the average uh, manager, the hiring manager, which was myself for many years, spends yeah. no no more than ten seconds on a resume. So what are they going? Where are their eyes going to be drawn to in those first ten seconds or less? You know. So we, we take all that stuff into account and uh, make that a really solid first impression for for our travelers. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's it's, it's interesting because you see all these different kind of resumes come through, right? You know, there's formatting, right? And it's some of it. It's like you know you have a lot of information where it's like the manager. I mean, Janet can speak to this. It's like what's the manager going to be looking at? You know, like. Mm-hmm. What is actually, yeah. they're just going to be scan, you know, they're just going to be skimming over it, looking for the information they need. So it's all important to have that information right up front that they're going to need. Are you allowed to part, give that information? Oh, uh, what information? Like the resume, like, yeah, like what's tips, anything. Yeah, those, those 10 seconds, oh. like what, like where, where are you going to oh, go? Oh, sure. I'm sure you yeah. look at 
if you if you get hundreds of people applying, you have to look at all these. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure the applicants want to know like where your eyes are going to go. Almost maybe maybe they can make it a little easy for you next time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I I had right to experience. You know, are you just out of school? Are you using your clinical time as experience? So a lot of new grads are like, oh, I've been doing this for two years. They've been in school for two years. Yeah. You know, they're not ready yet in in most um, um, divisions. Um, physical therapy is a little bit different, or therapy is different. But um, I want to know how much experience you do have. Where how where'd you work? You know, is it a, is it a small hospital? Is it a clinic? Um, were you in a mobile fashion? Were you doing very limited radiography? Um, or were you at a level one? Like, so not all experience is the same. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I want to see some highlights. I, I, it's, it's great to know, Oh, they're a hard worker. They're dedicated. They're, they're teamwork, yeah. yada, yada. But yeah, I want to yeah, know yeah. like, yeah. what's like, what, what, what's your personality like, you know, like what are your peers saying about you? So anytime we get a really awesome reference um, that just actually left some good comments, we throw that in there, you know, like just something that people have, have said about them. Um, you know, if they've won some awards or, you know, if they became a lead within six months, something like that, something that tells you this isn't just another, another resume. This, this person kind of stands out a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I can just add to that. It's like, you know, you look at some of these resumes and, you know, say, hey, I'm seeking employment in a professional, you know, whatever, you know, to further my experiences. Yeah. Is the manager going to look at that really? That doesn't, that's not going to be a selling point for you. So it's just yeah. word, it's just something that's filling up the, the resume. And, you know, the, the idea, Jan had mentioned this, you know, I'm a team player, but, you know, all this stuff. It's like, okay, we actually need the sort of hard, what is it? You know, would, so for example, yeah. especially, Man, here's I can speak to this too is that sometimes you see people where they'll have like paragraphs of like it's just a lot of paragraphs. If you're skimming a resume, are you going to be reading a paragraph? No. So one thing I'm going to skip it. <laughs> yeah. So one thing we do is just bullet points with one you know main words like you know yeah. you know just a phrase bullet point bullet point because then your eye is going to go directly there. And you know mm -hmm. so we have sort of like a the way we do it anyways we have a cover page. Right, where mm -hmm. it has highlights, your basic, you know, how many years experience, you know, what's your modality, uh, have you traveled before, you know, just all the stuff at the front, and then we have the work experience on the back, mm -hmm. where if they want to get more into detail, it's like, okay, I've worked at these hospitals. But, you know, if you've had trauma level one experience, that's going to go in a highlight bullet point, trauma level one experience, yeah. right? And it's so, also important to sort of, that's why it's important for you to have a relationship with your recruiter, because if they know this about you, they can actually sort of modify that, especially for specific jobs. It's like, oh, they're looking for trouble. I'm going to put that trauma level of experience right up front. Yeah. So sticking with the resume, um, this isn't really an issue for radiologists. You know, the, like uh, Jana mentioned, fresh out of school and not having much experience. So what can your, what can they do, I guess, to make up for the fact that they, because they can't help that they're a student, like they need jobs too, like we all go through this. But so how can they make up for, I guess, quote unquote, weak areas or things that you guys perceive as not being as good as, you know, uh, level one trauma center or they're new or whatever. So how can they work around that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, you're going to find a slightly different answer with some companies. Some companies will place students right out of school. Um, just coming from a, a clinical side of things, you got to do some due diligence for these for these youngsters, so to speak, mm -hmm. right out of school, you know, set them up for success. Um, Chris is well versed in the therapy section and uh, you know, and they, they're 
experience does occur while they're still in school and before they get licensed. So that's different. So they're ready to rock. But if, you know, if you get an MRI tech that's that's fresh out of school and you put them down, you know, in a, in a hot scanner with 30 patients a day, they're going to yeah. sink and the yeah. patient care is not going to be of quality. So why would you do that to them? Right. So in that instance, I just have a conversation with them, you know, that's just like, hey, this is what it's going to be like. I don't know that you're going to, you know, succeed here. Mm-hmm. Um, go grab a year or two of experience and, and grab that knowledge. And then, my gosh, then you can really take off and go where you want confidently. Yeah. So it's just having that that educational uh, conversation with them. And, so and being it's more about them through. adjusting their perspective and their goals. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to be transparent with them. Yeah. And a lot of I was just going to, sorry, uh, I was just going to add to that. A lot of when these vendors or when we get these jobs, they will say minimum, I'd say the gold standard is kind of minimum two years experience, at least on outside of therapy, right? On the therapy side, it's, it's a different beast to a certain extent because they've done field work and that field work actually counts towards their experience. So I'll see often jobs where they'll say new grads are welcome. You know, we're, we're interested in new grads. Uh, people who direct that at school. You don't see that outside of therapy, really. So it's yeah. usually you got to have two experience, years experience, like probably in a staff position. Gotcha. And so, I, and I think I've, I've I've come across that as well. That you know, I, I in the terms of like the the nursing world, I've had them say, um, you know, you need to be able to take care of the hardest patients on the floor that you have, and if you can do that then maybe you're ready to dive into a traveling environment where on day one, they expect you to say, ready, set, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then come back for more, you know, and then come back for more. Yeah. Please just keep coming back for more. Uh, and so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so, you know, the traveling world being a little bit different from, uh, you know, starting out your first gig, wherever that would be. And people have an understanding of, okay, this person's new. We need to bring them along with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whereas a traveler, you're like, okay, you're, you know, you're new to traveling, but you know, you should know what you're doing. Um, yes. So there, there's and, that. Uh, and Dennis, so when you, like, you, since you've been doing this for a while, it's like, you probably experienced going to different facilities, like what they do day one with you. Like sometimes they'll, you know, you'll have, like, I was just, uh, I just played somebody uh, in this facility. It's actually a physical therapist. They have a week of orientation, a week. Right, so they're just sitting and doing orientation for a week. Other places, it's like ready, set, go. We're here, yeah. go. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you've probably seen both sides of that, where it's like Definitely. they really sort of acclimate you to what they expect you to do when you get there before they do it, and other times they just throw you in. And then, I mean, Dennis can probably speak to this a little more, but it's probably a sign of a good versus bad um, work environment, right? If that person gets a week to adjust, I would consider that's probably going to be a good place to work. Whereas yeah. if they're throwing you in day one, you know that you're about to probably get abused because they just <laughs> don't have, they don't have the time or they don't care enough to train you. So even as yeah. a radi- as a radiologist, you get some get more orientation, some get less. There's not as much to orient. It's just packs and go. But right. to me, if it's something to think about, if you're, a, you know, an employee in general, if they're only if they're not going to give you much orientation, they're expecting you to hit the ground running, and they probably mm-hmm. don't have the manpower resources. So, yeah, yeah. it's just something yeah. to keep in mind. Right, and that and that's tough because you know a lot of the these facilities are like we needed somebody here yesterday. Yeah, so they're For like, sure. and so you go into some of these places, and they're they are they're said let's 
uh, you know, have you used this machine before? Yes. Great. Have you mm -hmm. used this back system before? Yes. Great. Like, okay, just go. Um, and so that's, I, I've been there and I've been other places where they were like, okay, we have a checklist of exams that they're going to sign you off on. <laughs> and then once that checklist is complete, you're then allowed to begin to start working. Yeah. And so you're like, you feel like someplace you feel like, like, man, I'm like a full-time employee here. Like they're like, you have to go in and have a C1, do one, sign off on me, yeah. sign off on the, each, you know, each uh, piece of equipment the the systems the hospital you're like wow like this is like like they're doing a lot of things like correct they're trying to set you up for success even as a, a traveler in the facility yeah uh, then other places you know the need is i need somebody yesterday and i need somebody who can do exams now and so yeah. there's mm -hmm. there's the room there's the you know do your thing um and so those those can be difficult but i think i think i've been doing it for so long that I think I'm kind of, um, I've worked on so many different pieces of equipment, so many different systems. And so even systems that I may have forgotten, I can remember certain things with. And so I can really get, hit the ground running. I think it, uh, hopefully everywhere. Um, Cause that's what I've, I've been doing for quite some time. Um, uh, is there, is there a, I guess another question I was coming up with, is there like a, a spiel that either of you guys use for your, for your new travelers or is there, what is, and if, if there's not, I guess, is there something that stops the traveler from traveling? Um, mm -hmm. if there's a new traveler and you, is there like, I can tell this person's not ready or this person's not going to do it. Or they're just testing the waters versus somebody who's like, okay, I, I know this person's coming and like, um, yeah, sure. That's yeah, a, that's I, an know. Sorry. That's an interesting point because it happens in radiology too. A lot of my classmates were like, I'm not interested in this job. I'm just going to take it for interview experience. So mm -hmm. it's interesting to know if you guys can tell, when people are not serious and they're just trying, especially as we've talked about new grads trying to gain, because the interview process itself is a whole different thing. So mm -hmm. I had a lot of classmates that were like, hey, I'm not interested. I just want to get the practice, get the numbers, see what they're offering. So it's, it would be, it's going to be interesting to hear if you guys can yeah. sort of weed through that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, a typical spiel, if you will, it's kind of customized to who you're talking to, you know, and just kind of learning, you know, where they're coming from and what they're the questions that they're asking. We know pretty quickly, you know, what their hesitations are, if they're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll send you whatever, just email me that type of thing. Or if they're legit, and they've done this before, or they're, they're all in. Um, a lot of times we get uh, the, the new ones, they're like, you know what, I I've heard, you know, and we'll get into this in a, in a different in a different episode. But mm -hmm. I want to go 51 miles away from my house, and I want to start yeah. my first contract in my backyard, and I don't want to, you know, for the first one, I want to be at home. And so then, I mean, my gosh, that tells us, okay, we're starting with a brand new clean slate. We got to educate this this person, you know, from from minute one, you know, yeah. and give them that right information. But uh, you know, it's it's where our personalities come into play. Uh, we're gonna attract folks who um, like our personality and vice versa. So my spiel is, is a little bit different than, than Chris's and, you know, they're all great. It's just, we have our different styles, but a, a good solid conversation with someone just making sure they have everything is, is continuous by the way. But the first initial one is a good 30, 45 minutes, you know, just to really get a good idea and get them off on the, on the right foot and have things set to where we might be ready to go tomorrow to start submitting you to jobs, you know, if this is a solid, serious conversation, but we can right. tell. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Engage. I mean, the, the you know, there's actually there's a couple of things from your question I thought were really interesting is because on the one hand, it's like 
they actually have to go through that process of the profile, right? So to a certain extent, if we get a profile going, then you know they're serious, mm. right? If, if it's like we have that conversation and I say, okay, you know, I could think it's a great conversation and I'd say, okay, um, I need this information to get this profile going and I never get anything, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or, uh, you know, that, yeah. then that tells you, you know, uh, and other times you will get people and, I, you guys had sort of touched on this. I think when you were talking about uh, the COVID rates uh, during the COVID era, it's like the people who are very, it's about the money, right? It's like they mm-hmm. just want, like, I want this amount of money and how much are you offering for this? And they're they're very like, because I, I get it too, because you're getting, your phone's getting blown up, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I get it. It's like, you don't want to, you know, you have limited amount of time. And you want to figure out, okay, am I, you know, how serious am I going to sort of take this? 50th call or whatever, you know, right. um, so, but, you know, sometimes you can tell it's like, Hey, wh- you know, so I reach out to someone and say, Hey, what do you have in San Antonio? It's like, Oh, you're being very specific. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, they're mm-hmm. looking for a very specific job. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the question is, can I help? Yeah. Can I actually help you? It, you know, we're putting time into this as well. You're putting time into this, but we're putting time into this because we're actually having to format the resumes, reach out to, your super, you know, your supervisors for references, all that stuff, looking for jobs that, that you know, so it's, you got to have to look at it from both sides, right? Mm-hmm. We're both investing time in this. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Does that, does that answer the, does that? Yeah. Answer the yeah. yeah. And, and I'm curious on, and I'm trying to, I know we're running short here. Um, I'm curious on um, references. And so mm-hmm. in terms of your references, does something, do you want something more as you know? Would you, if you're a if you're a technologist, and would it look better if I had a radiologist reference, a manager reference, a, a peer reference? Um, what what are you looking for? Like what's yeah. best? I guess if there is a what, best, there there is a best, and it's and it's a supervisory level. You know, um, definitely radiologist. I mean, you, you, they work with the technologist more so than a director or a manager does in, in many cases. Um, it could be a lead tech, you know, uh, even a senior tech, just someone that has some ability to say, hey, I can vouch for this person. The peer references, those are more, they, they're kind of seen more as character references. Like, you know, hey, my, my, my coworker Dennis is awesome, you know, yeah. but I've never been in a leadership role. So that way I've never had to lead him. So I don't know that style. So. Mm-hmm. Great information, but those aren't really, they don't hold as much weight as uh, I would say leads on up to, to radiologists and things like that. So those are the best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and, you know, and, and I'll say, do you want like, and I think I've usually seen like, I want two or three, like, is there a certain, like a magic number? Of, yeah. uh, well, I'm gonna, go ahead and finish Chris. Yeah. Minimum of two basically. So, uh, you know, often, so the way it works, and it, you know, companies are going to be slightly different, but often you will also see when the job, when the facility is looking for a job, they will ask for like, this is what we need, right? Uh, but basically a minimum of two references, supervisory level, anybody who's worked with you in a supervisory capacity, right? Um, and uh, I, you know, and the way we do it is it's got to be somebody recent. In other words, some, one, it has to be within the last year. This is for joint commission, basically. One within the last year, one within could have been within the last two years, mm-hmm. right? And you know, we kind of make it easy in the sense that sort of when we reach out, it's we basically have a form we go over. You know, we we ask a series of questions, 
and you can either do it over the phone, email, or even text. So it makes it kind of easy for, for them. But it's a, just it's just just think of it as an additional tool to evaluate, you know, your whether you're you're a good fit for the job. The skills checklist, like we mentioned earlier, that's another tool. Resume, another tool, right? So, oh, you credential, that's another tool. So because they're looking at all this stuff, so it's just like again, they're looking very quickly, and they just need to have all, you know, it's like. Oh, this is off compared to what this is saying. So it's that sort of the way of that kind of rambling gotcha. there. But yeah, I think you, I hope that helps. <laughs> they want to check those boxes yeah. essentially, and yeah. so yeah, that, make, that makes sense. So I want to. Okay, so if I'm a new traveler, so it's important that I. I'm just going to kind of reiterate everything that I'm going to go through this. I want to set up a profile. Um, I want to feel confident. Maybe have a couple of years of experience. I want to have good references. Maybe two to three references. Leadership references are, are preferred. Radiologist references, somebody that, that can vouch for you that's above you, um, mm -hmm. uh, management-wise. Um, and, and so with Malone specifically, if I'm applying for a job, do you guys, do I apply on, I know you guys are reformatting the website. Do I apply on the website and then it goes, it kicks over to you guys? Or do I apply, are you guys texting me? You know, I, if I'm a traveler and I say I want to work somewhere in the United States, or if I say I want to work somewhere in Texas, mm -hmm. you, are you then sending me, you know, all of the Texas jobs you get, or are you just forwarding me all the jobs in the United States? Um, how does your guys' process work? Yeah. So if, if you go the direct route on the website, basically you're putting your, your name and your information in, maybe a little section for notes, and then you're just copying and pasting. You can drag your resume right in it. That's about it. Um, then you're going to get a call from us, and then we're going to see what, what you got going on. If you're limited to Texas, we'll actually have a conversation as to why. Like, why are you traveling and what's going on and what's, what's important about Texas, just so we can kind of see um, how open – can you possibly be that you might not be aware of? You know, we, we may be able to get you over to Louisiana or Oklahoma, just kind of open that up a little bit if it makes sense to you. Um, but then, yes, our job is to tell you what's out there. So we're going to hear you. We're going to listen to you. So we'll send you everything that makes sense in that realm that you're looking for. But if there's something in Arizona that's just awesome for you and we think it's going to be a good fit, you're going to hear about that too. You know, mm -hmm. we're not going to bombard you, you know, yeah. but we'll, we'll, we'll throw some things in there that it might open your eyes up a little bit. For right. sure, and I, and I think and I, and I think what I've noticed for myself is that it was it was kind of nice when my uh, my recruiter would send me jobs that would pop up. You know, sometimes I feel like they would send me a job faster than it would be on the website than I could apply for the job. Yeah, um, and so I feel like, and, and I don't know how important it is to hit speed to market. You know, as oh. soon as you find out that that job is available, to put is my my profile in. Um, I felt that's, like that was important. That, that's, that, that's yeah, that is huge. That speed to market thing is so because I mean, the jobs are just coming and go like they go fast, right? So this is the thing is like if you're a something as a traveler, you, you probably experienced this was that when you're applying on a place like Vivian, you know these jobs are posted, they could be gone tomorrow, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Some of them are up for a while, but they could be gone tomorrow, and um, you know. Think about that is you're you're responding. I'll just use that term, responding to a job that you just saw. How long is that job gonna last before we actually get that profile from you together to actually submit you to that job? That's why it's so important to actually have 
an established profile with an agency because mm -hmm. once you have that profile, the minute a job opens up, we can submit you for it. And you want to be at the head of the line, not like 10th, 12th, 13th, right? Because, right. you know, that at that amount of time, you know, that the less than seven, the less than 10 seconds, mm -hmm. it's as they're going down the pile, guess what? I bet you that, 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 uh, that the numbers, you know, oh, five seconds, yeah. three seconds, yeah. you know, and they'll just, <laughs> look, I mean, I remember because in academia, when they were looking to hire people at a certain point, they would have so many applications. They were looking for reasons not to actually interview people, but not to interview them. It's like they would have to look for reasons <laughs> yeah. to get rid of them, right? It was because it's like, okay, no, no, you know, it was rather than the, the yes pile, right? So uh, that's why it's so huge. That's why it's so important. And here's another thing you sort of touched on was there are different ways of approaching submitting you for jobs. And I've, I've done both, right? There's kind of the proactive approach, which is pretty aggressive. Mm -hmm. And then there's the uh, another approach, where is that I see a job, I reach out to you, would you like to be submitted to that job? Once I've got your profile and I've talked to you, right? Mm -hmm. Now, guess what? You're working. How long is it going to get take for me to actually get a hold of you, discuss the details of the job, see whether you're comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. I've seen mm -hmm. jobs, especially respiratory therapy right now, mm -hmm. like those mm -hmm. things come and go, like, you know. So... I always, and this is a conversation we have is, I'm gonna be proactive for you. In other words, if you have a good relationship with your recruiter, your recruiter knows the parameters of the job that you're looking for, right? I know, like, I have a number of travelers I'm working with right now. I have good relationships with them. I know what they are looking for, what they would go for. So what I'll do is the minute I see that job, I'll submit them. Now, then I make the call to them and I discuss the job because here's the thing. Once I submit you, that's not like set in stone. I can I can take you out. So I've had that too where they're like, yeah, no, I've actually know about that facility. Uh, you know, a friend was a bad experience, whatever. Take me out. I can take you out. But guess what? You're in the pipeline, mm. right, um, yeah. at the very least. So there's those two approaches. I've actually, you know, had both where some travelers just aren't comfortable with that sort of more proactive approach. I understand it. There are downsides to that, so that that is kind of because of the way the market's working. Gotcha. Now, some okay. agencies, some recruiters, I just sorry, some agencies, some recruiters will do blind submittals where they'll just submit you out all to these jobs. They wouldn't even talk to you after. You know, it's like, oh, I was submitted to that job. Gotta have a mm -hmm. conversation. It's like that's gotta have some respect. Right? It's like I, I right. just submitted you. I just want you to know I submitted you for this job. Let's have a conversation about it. Right, right, and I think, and I think that's a great. That's a great topic um, that I also wanted to go over, but we're gonna have to do that on the next episode. Okay, we've, we've kind of we've pushed we've pushed it to the brink here, and okay. so I think yeah. we're gonna do a, a modified question of the day. I know we talked before; we're gonna switch it up, so we're gonna do our question of the day. Question, 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 question of the day. Um, we're gonna be going over since it's in honor of Rad Tech Week. Let's let's say your favorite food that you've had uh whether that be a potluck it, it chris not being you know in in the working with the hospital directly maybe you've had a potluck in a certain facility or place that you've worked at before that you're like oh i'm so excited for whatever that is um and jana maybe you know things that you've had as part of rad tech week um and i i'll i guess i'll go start us off first i think i've had uh, ice cream socials 
and it's probably been my favorite where that's like a, a bunch of different sprinkles and different kinds of toppings and you just get your ice cream and you throw everything on. And I think in honor of our tech week, like I really appreciated the ice cream uh, social. Yeah. Uh, and go ahead and feel free. Anybody else wants to jump in next. I was going to say kind of in line with that, just with the toppings and the choices, uh, the baked potato bars, those are always a big hit. Um, oh, yeah. I used, I used to love, uh, bringing those in. Yeah, those are good. You can't beat a baked potato. Bar. Uh, <clears throat> I think mine is probably some kind of, um, I don't know, like a cheese bean dip, like with tortillas, mm -hmm. just something super, mm -hmm. you, I'm not a huge fan of like Buffalo chicken, but some kind of that kind of style mm -hmm. dip. Yeah. I ah. can't beat that good dip chip. Yeah. What, what are you thinking, Chris? I, you know, honestly, I like, I just, my first and only choice is always pizza. Pizza. <laughs> pizza. Like, I don't care. It's like, you know, it's like, get me pizza. I'm happy. You know, yeah, I'm pizza. Happy. Uh, like, That's you know, cool. bring it, you know, just order out some pizza and I'll get it. Yeah, you can't go. You can't go wrong with any of those things. Hopefully, you know each one of the, each each day of Rad Tech Week. Hopefully, has one of those items uh, associated with it. I'm sure, um, but hopefully paired with a gift card of some sort. Uh, some sort, of, some sort of money. Yes. <laughs> More pizza. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got through episode one here of uh, our little series. We're we're super pumped. Um, hopefully, we put out some really great content for everybody. We look forward to you guys coming on for the next episode of the series um and we'll move forward from there thank you guys so much until next time yeah thanks for having yeah, us yeah thank you thank you